0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam, the SLB. Alongside me today, as always, is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation. It is Scott. Hey, buddy. How are we doing today?
1: We doing. We're doing well.
0: Look at us with all this shiny new equipment. New equipment. Yeah, we've been investing in ourselves. We're investing in the brand because supporters like you give us money. No, you don't. We just wanted to just make a better product for you guys. But we still love you. We appreciate everything you do, listening, sharing our tweets, interacting with Scott, even on Mondays when he's watching Raw.
1: But if you don't already do so, so, just
0: keep in mind to check out the Raw review and SmackDown study. Drop it on Tuesdays and Saturdays, respectively. This is a very special episode special episode of Above the Ring because we are – this is going to be the results in the fallout. Wrestle weekend. Mean in the Bank. Anniversary. A lot has gone on. We got... Scott, we have some big
1: shit to talk about. We do. We do. There's also a special reason why we have this new mic stuff, but we'll cover that in our special 100th episode. So, you stay tuned. So, let's
0: get right into the news, though. Let's do that. First and foremost, I do want to bring up... um Again, wrestling – the wrestling world, the wheels are turning at a violent rate. I will use the word violent, Scott. A violent rate. Um, It fits for this. (laughs) It does. So, first and foremost, I do want to talk about, on Sunday morning, uh, Wrestle Grand Slam at the Tokyo Dome. This was an event that got canceled, rescheduled due to COVID kind of breaking out in May for like a week or so. But anyways – Just kind of going through this card quickly, I want to bring it up. Uh, Chase Owens uh, defeated the 22-man New Japan Rambo with handcuffs. Okay, how do you do that with 22 men? I don't know. Uh, So he is the provisional KOPW 2021 champion. Currently, uh, Bullet Club El Phantasmo and Taiji Ishimori defeated the Mega Coaches for the... uh, No, they retained those titles, the IWGP junior heavyweight tag teams. Uh, Robert Eagles, Eggles, wow. <laughs> Eagles defeated El Desperado for the junior every week title. Okada wrestled and defeated. This is what I have to check this one out, Scott. Defeated Jeff Cobb. Uh, Dangerous Techers, uh, Zach Saber Jr. and Taichi defeated Los Angeles Day Japan, Tetsuya Naito and Sonata for the IWGB tag titles. And Shingo Takage retained the world title against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, small card. Looks uh super exciting, especially with um in a couple weeks we do have uh resurgence, the new Japan Pro Wrestling American kind of super card, I believe that's gonna happen. <sighs> that being said, uh more results of recent things that have happened this week GCW Homecoming uh night one took place on Saturday. There's a new GCW champion, Scott. <laughs>
1: Couldn't couldn't tell by how Twitter exploded after a certain somebody beat a certain somebody else, and the crowd was not too happy about this. No, and I, I, I haven't seen that much debris in a wrestling ring since Hulk Hogan turned on WCW.
0: Yeah, this was this Holy was shit. something special. Matt, Matt Cardona defeated the GW champion, Nick F. N. Gage to become hey. their champion. Um, We do know and we'll get into it sooner that this is not. The end for Nick Gage, though. Oh, There's no. Some big things are going to rupture and explode very soon, Scott. I know. Uh, I'm very excited for this. Yes, like I said, we got a lot to talk about, but not a lot of news. Yeah, we're kind of holding off on some things, except for this one. So one thing about Above the Ring that we try to avoid is rumors as possible. Rumors just uh, half the time aren't even true when it comes to this world, especially. However, there's been one, kind of two, that kind of is one. That has gained some mad traction, and for us to not talk about it would be doing you guys a disservice. Especially when it's almost unofficially official with one of these. Very true. So a couple weeks ago, we did have uh, news and rumors. Obviously, everyone knew Daniel Bryan uh, did not sign another contract with WWE. But uh, a couple weeks ago, it was rumored, I don't know, he might show up somewhere. Uh, The rumor mill started flowing around that he was working on a contract with AEW, and rumor as of this a couple days ago, or like late last week, he has signed a contract and is supposed to be debuting at the New York show. On top of that, we have another special uh, somebody who's even highly rumored, and again, if any of these rumors are true, the second one is something to take with definitely a grain of salt. Daniel Bryan is rumored to have already signed with AEW, and so has potentially CM Punk working with a deal. Potentially might show up at All Out. And the problem is, Scott, this isn't a rumor that nobody's killed.
1: I know. And to further along this, I was reading online today that CM Punk has, on Twitter, followed AEW, followed Tony Khan... As well as unblocked WWE, refollowed them and now follows Vince McMahon as well. So everybody has no clue what's going on. We all think t- Punk is just trolling, and Punk is definitely a fantastic person when it comes to trolling. So yeah, it's, um, <laughs>
0: yeah, but yeah, especially with this rumor mill right now. Uh, with, we'll we'll talk about CM Pump quickly because Daniel Bryan's is the big one. Um, obviously, he has – in in, pa- in in the past, when this kind of information comes out, he's always been like, no, it's not the case. Right. Not signing. I'm done with wrestling. And he says it. He says it quite often. Mm-hmm. And this time where this has gained so much steam, I feel like at some point it would have been like, yeah, no, well, yeah, whatever. But he hasn't really said anything. Yeah, I, nothing, no no talks about this.
1: No, no, nothing in the negative aspect. Like, he's been fanning the flames a little bit and getting people excited and trying to figure out what's going on, but I don't know. I'm not going to lie, though. If All Out rolls around and championship match is over, I think, uh, oh, my God, we hear that theme song cult of personality i don't know what i'm going to do
0: sam you might hear me screaming from up here (laughs) there is rumors that tony khan has the rights to that song now i saw that somewhere wouldn't surprise me um i i believe punk had the rights
1: and then wwe leased it or whatever so that way they could play it um Yeah, if that's the case, then that would be amazing. Um, I'm also partial to his previous theme of this fire burns, but that's beside the point. (laughs) So either theme I would lose my mind with. So, yeah, we'll see. September's coming. A lot of potential new people that also could show up at All Out, but we'll talk about that as time gets closer as well.
0: Yeah. So, interestingly enough, um, and again, if everyone's trolling, I I I don't I don't think I'd be upset because uh, there's with everything that has happened, especially when we get into what has happened this week. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. There's I can't contain the excitement. I know you and I were like giddy about everything mm. right now, especially Daniel Bryan. Oh, my God. Daniel Bryan has reportedly already signed a contract. This is the big one. Supposedly he's already signed a contract. So I say it's unofficially official because nobody's denied it. Even the Bucks were like, ah, that you know, yeah, they're really good. I don't know. Will they come here? I just hope they take our finisher well.
1: Of course. Of course.
0: <laughs> so you don't say shit like that. Yeah. To troll. Because how long w- well, I mean if- I mean you
1: could if you really yeah. want to Get people excited about it and be like, oh, that sucks to be you.
0: Yeah, but they know. I think everybody knows. Unless you're somebody who just doesn't want to do it, which would be my argument to CM Punk. CM Punk would be the one I could see doing it. Daniel Bryan has shown way more signs of – first of all, I said this to somebody earlier. Daniel Bryan may have been one of the safest uh, talents that WWE had. He didn't have to go anywhere. He was set for life. Yep. He mentions New Japan because he wants to work in New Japan. Loses on his last match while he's a free agent. Doesn't re-sign. No talks of re-signing. His stuff is disappearing. And here we are. Yep. Now, after his 90 days, was he part of the first... Bat? No, he wasn't even part of the first He bat. won't even have
1: 90 days because his contract just expires. So the moment he left, he's free. He could He could have signed anywhere he wanted to if he wanted to. I know a big thing is he wanted to be a present father... So that might also have been the reason why he didn't re-sign with WWE, and he's also been adamant about wanting to wrestle for other
0: companies. So, especially when he he wanted to be a father, um, and this is why, I like the other argument, where AJ Styles wants to retire after this run with WWE, right? Contract is, expires. The thing is, AEW is now making its way up, and we can talk about the ratings later. Um, making its way up the totem pole really fast. Mm. Really, really fast. And if you put, you know, AJ Styles, I could see even at this point being like, you know what? I can still be a dad. And he's actually pretty close to Jacksonville, from my understanding. It's probably closer to Jacksonville than traveling. Well, I think he's. Crap. he's I think a game he a, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, they're traveling and I'm still thinking Daly's place. But either way, I mean, if he had that opportunity to do that, I could see him coming back and wrestling the Fallen Angel and Kenny and or even just being a coach. Major you know, Styles is probably the best best person in the business today, if not in the top five. Who's active?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd definitely put him in the top five. I don't know if God. That's a that's a good question for an episode down the road. Top five or maybe top ten wrestlers of who of, of current right now.
0: Top Let's go five. I think five would be. Yeah, five sick. might be. I was
1: after I said ten. I was like, mm, maybe we'll stick with five. But yeah, I think top five like best current wrestlers. That
0: we're gonna sounds have like we can uh, have some good
1: debates on that one.
0: That sounds like a hundredth episode kind of conversation, Scott.
1: Maybe you will have to wait and find out.
0: Yeah, first special episode. One hundred. Episode 100, guys, we're excited. You better be excited. If you're not excited, you know I'm going to come and find where you live. Anyways, Daniel whoa, Bryan. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> so the whole Daniel Bryan thing, I think it's very believable at this point. If he is trolling as well, whew, he got us. I can't right? even – look, part of you wants to be mad, but at the same time you're like, no, that was good. You you, you fed off of what we've been screaming for for a while. Yep. We're going to be keeping an eye on this because we yeah, have so- – a little over a month till all out all out is what it's just gonna get crazier it's gonna get crazier Scott and let's hop right into some of these results um from last weekend's pay-per-views by this point you guys have all watched them are you familiar with what has happened we're gonna kick off with Saturday I'll go through the card really quickly we'll talk about some points um first and foremost to kick off the pre-show uh decay defeated fire and flavor to become the new impact knockouts uh tag champions Joss Alexander uh Retained at Ultimate X. The Impact X Division Championship. Speaking of Matt Cardona. He had a special special guest. Tag partner. For this uh, mixed tag team. Intergender match. His wife Chelsea Green joined him like we called it. Defeating Brian Myers. And Tennille Dashwood. W. Morrissey defeated Eddie Edwards. Finjuice Juice. Came out and defeated Madman Fulton. And Shira. Chris Saban defeated Moose. That one surprised me. That one yeah. actually surprised me. Yeah. Um, the Good Brothers defeated Violent by Design to once again have the tag champions ch- championships. Um, Diana Prazo defeated another surprise, which probably in some ways it might be the most I didn't see it, didn't see this happening. Diana Prazo right. defeating Thunder Rosa for the Knockouts champion. And, of course, as expected, the belt collector continues his streak. Kenny Omega defeats Sammy Callahan. I think there are four things that I know about the show that I think are special. And I'll go through these, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not going to go crazy about them. (laughs) No, we'll talk about the first three, and we'll talk about the last one separately. How about that? So, obviously, you and I figured out it was Chelsea Green. Even though she is working with Ring of Honor, you know, she came out with her husband. Now, whether this is a contract or not, I just think there's an opportunity for them to work together and now not being with the company.
1: From what I read, she is signed with both.
0: That would make sense because Impact and Ring of Honor do separate tape. They do tapings. Yep. So as long as they can follow that, it's doable. Yep. Um, I don't know.
1: (laughs) However, when it comes to Chelsea, she re-injured herself. Her arm. Maybe not during this match, but as you know, everything's with the tapings. She went back to her doctor, and her doctor reset her arm and put her back in a... In a uh, um, holy shit. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Back in a cast. Wow! I can speak. This works well. <laughs> so, I don't know if she's going to be out of action again, or she's just going to wrestle with a cast on, but... That kind of sucked, but hey, it is what it is. I'm glad she was able to come out. Um, I know you didn't get a chance to watch, but both her and Matt Cordona did like the hot mess thing. Like they were like two faced. They had everything, one and and then the
0: other. It was pretty cool to see. That sounds that sounds pretty. Oh man, I still gotta watch. I gotta watch that. Um. There was that. I am familiar with... The next two actually happened together, if I'm not mistaken. With Thunder Rosa coming out. Did not see that. Especially, she's now all elite. Yep. Good to talk about that. You know, our girl is all elite now. Um, especially when she went back to NWA. Maybe she was just working on her contract or whatnot, but... From what I heard, that's that's essentially what it was,
1: um, and then now she signed, so now she's full-time with AEW, so
0: thank God. <laughs> yeah, so glad, but I bet you this match was pretty good. Oh my God, yeah, it was It was um,
1: a huge surprise, the crowd like exploded, which was nice to see a crowd at an Impact taping, or at least at this point in some anniversary, it was, it was really nice to see fans back in the stands. Um, but yeah, the the match was great. Um, it was only a ten and a half minute match, but it felt like twenty minutes. It was yeah, I wanted them to keep going.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fight forever chant. Uh, but following that, I know um as as expected, Mickey James showed up. Yes, that was a nice surprise as well. Uh surprised especially since she's working with NWA but again you know the the forbidden door I think just doesn't stick with AEW at this point nope I think it's safe to say that if you're not WWE you're willing to work with everybody pretty much
1: which is unfortunate but pretty much uh yeah she wanted uh Deanna Peraza to be on Empower and Deanna didn't exactly appreciate the fact that she came out the moment the match ended so Deanna didn't get her chance to celebrate and Well, unfortunately, things didn't go well for the champ as she got Mick kicked right in the face.
0: (laughs) Sweet. Incredible. This is the one. This was big. When when now, keep in mind, you kept telling me to stay away from Twitter, but I have Twitter notifications always going. I know. So I'm like sitting there. Something comes up and all of a sudden I see a text from you and you're like, "Yo." At Twitter, (laughs) holy shit! Oh my god, and I'm like, so when I saw Jay White come across my screen, yeah, it's like, Excuse me, what I know, (laughs) what that was my response, too. I was like, ah! (laughs) Yeah, I that's that's something you don't let the leader of your potentially biggest faction just go elsewhere for fun. Like, right. Now he's going to be at impact. Does this stick with impact because he did attack the elite. Keep them like we'll talk about impact shortly, but he did attack the elite. And I can't do it. It's like a, it's like watching the Marvel movies right now. There's a lot, a lot of inter there's so much going on. It's insane. It really, truly is. Yeah, so we're going to get into that in a minute. First, I do want to talk about Money in the Bank. Uh, again, we won't go over the aftermath. If you haven't listened to r- the Raw Review Smackdown study, please do so. Uh, very informative. Very interesting perspective about the fallout. I appreciate if you do. I just put my ear up to my microphone like it was an earpiece. <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Sunday we night
1: go. recordings, folks. Here we go.
0: <laughs> so... Money in the Bank. Pretty, pretty good pay-per-view. I caught this one. Yes. Um, we're going to go down the line. Um, first and foremost on the pre-show, our boys, probably one of the few tag teams on the WWE roster that can rival the New Day in tag team action and charisma. The Usos are now, once again, SmackDown tag team champions, defeating Rey Mysterio and Dominik. Seven-time tag team champs. Whew. It's beautiful. Uh, opening the... Pay per view, Money in the Bank, Women's uh, Ladder Match, Nikki Ash whew, defeating Alexa, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Tamina, and Zelina Vega. This one shocked me, especially since as if you've ha- if if you live under a rock, uh, you would know that Nikki Ash is now the Raw Women's Champion.
1: Yes, that is correct. Yep, she uh, after she won Money in the Bank, um, she cashed in on Charlotte the following night. Charlotte getting attacked by Rhea, and she just ran out there and did a giant crossbody from the top rope, and that was enough to pin Charlotte. I was very, very excited about that. Um, I've always been a big fan of Nikki Cross, and then when she debuted Nikki Ash, I was just like, all right. Let's go. It, the whole thing was her idea. Um, it was funny because when they, when she first debuted it, I was shocked by it. But I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot because I don't like to just immediately crap on things like some people do in the wrestling community. But <laughs> um, after I found out it was her idea, I was like, all right, I'm completely behind it. I said, this is this is great. Uh, I'm glad she's able to do to, to do this. If anybody can pull this off, it's definitely going to be Nikki, um, and she's been doing great. And I loved how she won Money in the Bank. How all the other six women were fighting. Uh, Alexa was buried by a bunch of ladders. Uh, Nikki literally just walks up the ladder while the other six are fighting, and she goes, "Yoink!" Thanks.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: So now now she's Raw champion, so I assume she's probably going to start a uh, some type of feud with Charlotte, who is an 11-time women's champion, because apparently nobody cares about NXT, which is unfortunate. So she should be a 13-time champion, but I digress. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff.
0: Yes, yes, it was. Uh, I I don't even know what the best match on this pay-per-view was. I'm not going to lie. Following that, um, AJ Styles and Omos defeating and retaining uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions against the Viking Raiders. This was good. This was – you know how it gets where it gets very iffy sometimes where it's like, oh, you got like big guy, little guy tag teaming. Not that AJ is little, but like compared to Omos, he's small. Most people compared to almost are small now. <laughs> Man is <he's> giant. <laughs> what a what a match! What a match! Especially where that pinfall happened, where he stood right on the Viking Raider. You know who is it? Uh, Eric. Yeah. one of them stood his foot. Th- boom! One, two, three. Yep. Uh, following that, we had Bobby Lashley take on and defeat Kofi by technical submission. G- in shortest car- shortest match on the card, but it didn't feel that short. Absolute dominance
1: By Lashley I love Kofi But this needed to happen Especially with all the bullshit That's been going on with Bobby Lashley lately He needed a dominant win Thank god he got it But then we won't really talk about what happens afterwards Yeah Because he's next Ladies and gentlemen Goldberg Arriving on the scene, letting everybody know that he's next. Not not too many people are happy about this. I myself I'm I'm on the fence. The last few matches with Goldberg have not been all that good. Um I understand why they're trying to do this because it's SummerSlam and you need to have big names. So I get it. I from a business standpoint I understand it. From a fan standpoint I hate it. Absolutely hate it. <laughs> um Goldberg does has no reason to be there. Um Lashley needs to run through everybody at this point. So having somebody else who is like is like that just isn't going to I don't know. I'm sure they'll make it work the best they best they can. Um I really really hope that Lashley retains but knowing WWE, who knows at this point? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, following that, we had Actually, no, you know, I make the argument this could be my favorite match of the night. Uh, again, I don't know. There's, there were so many good matches. Charlotte Flair defeating Rhea Ripley by submission. Not the way I thought that match would end. Any of these matches where I figured there'd be a submission, I didn't think it'd be Rhea submitting. Well, I mean, it's it's kind
1: of like how it was at WrestleMania uh, a couple of years ago, with Rhea being NXT Women's Champion, Charlotte taking care of business back then. Once again, like I said, you know, her becoming 11-time Women's Champion, only having her title reign for 24 hours, but uh, still, it's another notch on her belt, and now she can go for
0: 12. <laughs> well, especially when you need to lose against somebody like... Uh... Can't, can't knock her down. Can't knock Nikki down. But, like, not somebody who you would expect to get the title. But that's the magic of Money in the Bank. Yes. No, no, that's the thing. It's like, okay, you, you now lost your title to somebody who's never held the title before. Right. Who's never really been in the main event scene.
1: Yep. So now it's – now I, I, I wonder what they're going to do. Like, is this going to be a nice long run for Nikki? Is she going to hold it to, like, the Rumble? Or maybe all the way to Mania? Um, Is she going to lose – at the next pay per view to Charlotte, who knows at this point? But for now, I will just enjoy this title run from
0: Nikki Ash. Agreed. Uh, following that, another shocker. This one was very uh, bittersweet. Biggie won the Money in the Bank men's match.
1: He was the favorite going into the match, but I never actually thought they'd pull the trigger. Um, Did either I- you or I pick him? We both did. Sorry, I cut you off. Continue that. No, no, no. I was just saying. um, A lot of people thought it was either going to be E, or potentially KO, or Drew, Uh, and then Drew would go to SmackDown and fight Roman. But having B having Big E win it is great because now at any point, Roman needs to watch his back even more now. Because Big E's coming. I'm really excited for this. I hope this gets drawn out for a while. Um, And they never seem to do it with the women anymore. Outside of Carmelo holding it for like almost 300 days that first title. uh, That first um, Money in the Bank win. But with Big E, we could have some really nice teases. But, I don't know. The, you know. Also, the unfortunate thing is Roman really can't be stopped at this moment. Because we move into our main event, which for me, I will say, is the best match of the night for me. And also what happened after the match also puts it for me over the top. <sighs> yeah. So, Roman and Edge have one hell of a match By far the longest match of the night, which obviously they should have had. Roman getting the win, but not without help from Seth Rollins. Rollins, still furious that Edge jumped the line. Comes in, attacks him when the ref's down. Edge is able to kick out. But Seth then comes back, distracts him again. Leading Roman to hit Edge with the spear. And get the win. So at first, I was pissed off about this because I was hoping that it would be a clean victory. But then I thought about it and said, oh, wait, no, oh, no, this is Roman. Roman doesn't win clean, and that's fine. But the good part about it this now SummerSlam, Edge, and Seth Rollins. Now, they already had a little bit of a spat on Raw with some fantastic promo work. So the promos alone are going to be worth its weight in gold. So I can only imagine how great this match is going to be at SummerSlam. But I really, really enjoyed Money in the Bank. There's been a couple years that Money in the Bank's been kind of like, meh. Last year, I know with COVID and everything else, they tried to do different things. I actually really enjoyed the Money in the Bank ladder match that they had, where both squads were in, in the headquarters just Completely doing a ridiculous shit <laughs> at the same time. Exactly, which I thought was even cooler. Um, but there's been some other years which is kind of like, oh, all right, that's kind of dumb. But whatever. This year's really bounced back, so I'm hoping they can continue that momentum. Summer Slam, I'm sure, is going to be fantastic, Um, and then going from there, we'll see yes we will um that pop from
0: cena though afterwards
1: yes that was the biggest thing for the night um now i had been reading up and you know cena had had said in interviews he can't wait to come back it's not a matter of when it's a matter or not a matter of if it's a matter of when and you know so i expected maybe mania season but no roman wins the match Everybody is, you know, all booing and shit. And then all of a sudden you hear the famous trumpets in the background. And my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, my God, seriously. And here he comes. And the crowd
0: response. Holy shit. I was telling somebody this. I was I've always been used of him getting booed. Booed, booed, booed recently. And the fact that the crowd lost their minds, like Hulk Hogan came back or Stone Cold came back, was not what I expected. Best part about it,
1: the following night when he was on Raw, they cheered him the whole time. Then on SmackDown, they cheered him the whole time. John is completely the face in this whole thing. The crowds are completely against Roman. The funny thing of it is, and I said this on my SmackDown study, Roman said no to John at the end of the show, only to get a nice surprise from Finn Balor, who challenged Roman, and Roman accepted. Now, whenever that match happens, I don't know. I still feel that Roman and Cena are going to face each other at SummerSlam because some shenanigans are going to happen. Roman's going to get pissed, and he's going to finally say yes. But Finn Balor and Roman Reigns have a universal title m- match at some point soon. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, very, very excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. And like I said. At the beginning of the show. It gets crazy and it's only going to get crazier. Scott, let's get right into it. NXT.
1: Good old NXT. Good stuff this past episode. Kicking things right off with Bobby Fish and Kushida. Taking on the diamond mind of Roddy Strong and Tyler Rust. Good match. Uh, Fish and Kushida getting the win. So, we're getting a little bit of retribution from the attacks earlier. But I still feel at some point that Roddy Strong is going to be coming for Kushida in that Cruiserweight title. After that... Frank A. Monet continuing her hot streak as she comes out of the gate, uh, taking on and defeating J.C. Jane. Kyle O'Reilly and Austin Theory having themselves a match now. (laughs) Oh, Johnny Gargano, how I love the let me count the ways. (laughs) Basically, telling Austin Theory like, oh, you know, you kind of get yourself into this mess. Ma- you know, into this mess, you're gonna have to get yourself out of it." So, no Johnny Gargano for this match. Austin Theory looked fantastic, but Kyle O'Reilly ended up getting the win. Not really all that surprising, but it's pretty good. Uh, they also had some sort of um, <laughs> backstage family meeting after these matches. And um Indy Hartwell um, is arguing with Candace about Dexter, because of course they are. And she mentioned something about Austin, and she goes, if Austin wants to kiss Dexter, let Austin kiss Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> Candace, all right, that's it. We're
0: going to therapy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh So, yeah. um, So that wonderful theme and that wonderful story segment is still going. So, thank God. I can't wait to see the happy ending um, whenever that happens. Most likely, probably at NXT TakeOver 36, which is actually going to be the night after SummerSlam, which is crazy. Um, SummerSlam being on a Saturday in its own right is weird. uh, But having NXT on that Sunday. So, of course, that'll be a busy, busy weekend. And I can't wait for that.
0: Oh, it's gonna be a good one.
1: Gonna be some good stuff.
0: I mean, we already have. We talked about last episode, but I know there's been a certain NXT UK title that has been uh, relocated to that takeover pay-per-view. That's true. Walter and Dragunov two.
1: I need to go back and watch one. Homework. I feel I feel bad for not being able to see it in the first place, but I definitely need to because everybody. And I do mean everybody has been saying how fantastic that match has been. So that needs to happen. But going back to the show, uh, we had a nice little uh, promo off, I would say between Legato de Fantasma and Hit Row. Um, Unfortunately, this did not go well for (laughs) Legato. So... mm. Obviously, at some point, there's going to be a match down the road between Santos and uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott for that North American Championship. I'm interested to see how the rest of Hit Row and the rest of Legato either find a way to cheat for each other, for for their you know their respective competitor, or get tossed out immediately. So it could be either way. But I think that this could be a real nice little faction versus faction going forward for the next, probably going into uh, TakeOver.
0: I think Hit Row is about to become the lead faction in the whole uh,
1: brand. Oh my God, they're taking off. It's insane. Um, Everything they've done has just been outstanding. Uh, They've hit all the right buttons and they're just, they're so over right now. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. After that, we then shifted gears and continued on with that NXT breakout tournament. As Odyssey Jones took on and defeated Andre Chase to advance to the second round. First time I've actually seen either one of these two. Um, but Odyssey Jones Keith Lee real vibes. Strong. Yes, looking real strong. Uh also Andre Chase, though, not can't really sleep on him either. So hopefully both of them get some good good reps going forward uh, after the breakout tournament's over. Uh, after that, <laughs> we had LA Knight with Cameron Grimes, of course, the butler, taking on Jake Ma- uh, Drake Maverick. Um, God bless Cameron Grimes for everything that he's trying to do. LA Knight did get the win. Um, and then unfortunately made Grimes knock out Drake after the match because, you know, he's a butler. You're going to listen to what your boss tells you. So the crowd still is completely on Grimes' side, and he's eventually going to end up getting into the match and eventually going to end up winning the the million-dollar championship. But for now, I love everything that these two are doing together. They literally are the perfect odd couple. Perfect odd couple So good Uh, And then our main event Of the evening uh, at At least match wise It was Our NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez taking on And defeating Ziya Lee However Towards the end of this matchup Ziya looked to be Pretty Seriously injured uh, Raquel came off the, the the I believe it was off the second or top rope, landed directly onto Zia's ribs, and it just they stopped the match for a good like three, four minutes. Um, it didn't look good. But eventually, I guess either Zaya talked her talked the, the medical team out of out of you know taking her out, let her finish the match, but as soon as she got back up. Gonzalez put her right back down with that one-handed powerbomb that she does, and then that was it. So it's a little disappointing. Um, I kind of was expecting Zaya to to shock uh, and win, but with the injury, I think they just kind of said, uh, "Never mind. We'll we'll come back to this later." Yeah, yeah, but but what ends this show? And I remember my phone blowing up after you finally got a chance to watch this. Samoa Joe, throughout this entire evening, was on the lookout for Cross. And William Regal telling Joe, you you need to handle this without any violence. He didn't attack Samoa Joe the management, he attacked Samoa Joe the ref. And Joe's like, "Semantics." Well, don't you talk to me about semantics." And I'm just like, "Oh, there's <laughs> some deeper meaning there." <laughs> so, throughout the night, Joe's searching for Karen Cross and Cross didn't show up. Then right I think right after the the women's match uh, Karen's cross. Uh, Karen Cross's car shows up Joe is immediately there to get him But it was You know one of the One of the uh, Whatchamacallit One of the vendor, uh, one of vendors <laughs> One of the staff that just driving his car around So Tells Joe that Cross Went in through the front and he's, he's not there So Cross um, Joe runs back inside searching for Cross Some more and then all of a sudden Joe goes To the ring Starts demanding that cross come out and cross instead from there, instead of coming out to the ring, he goes up on he's on the Titan Tron and shows like he's like on a either on a phone or he has his own cameraman there. And telling Joe that there's nothing he can do. Can't find him. He won't be able to you know won't be able to touch him. And then the camera pans downward and who do we see? But the general manager himself, William Regal, beaten and completely out. So Cross, obviously going over the line. Joe even said it earlier in the night to Regal that you cannot control this man. He needs to be put down. So with obviously with this happening, I think it's already been announced, or at least somebody spoiled the announcement that at TakeOver 36, Karen Cross will go one on one with Samoa Joe, and most likely it'll be for the NXT title. Karen Cross also debuted on Raw this past week. We won't talk about it because it was embarrassing, Um, because he lost to Jeff Hardy. Oh my God. In like less than 100 seconds. But okay. Anyways. Uh, So I'm assuming this will be Cross's goodbye match. I also expect Samoa Joe to become. A three-time NXT heavyweight champion. So I'm okay with that. Also, this means Samoa Joe's getting back in the ring. Fuck yes. Scott, are you excited about that? <laughs> oh my god. Sam, I can't tell you enough how much I'm ready for Joe to kill somebody again.
0: Could you have be confused? I'm not sure if you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> they're going to they're, they're gonna build up this Joe. I don't think this is going to happen soon because he's supposedly not clear. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like it'll be it'll be SummerSlam, so he's got another month. So it'll be the day after SummerSlam when they do NXT Takeover Thirty Six. It's and then let Cross go off to Whew, excuse me, let Cross go off to Raw and let him do what he needs to do up there. But this is going to end with Samoa Joe being NXT Champion again. I'm okay with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I would, I would agree with that. So let's quickly talk about. No, we're not quickly talking because this is a week's episode of Fighter Fist Night 2, Scott. Good stuff. This is where I think this happened before the announcement. No, we were talking about Daniel Daniel Bryan last week. We're like borderline, but this was kind of like the kicker where I I had this feeling that the Bryan thing was more than just a rumor. So kicking off the show, we had uh, the first Labors of Jericho match. Chris Jericho taking on Sean Spears, where only Sean Spears could use a chair and Jericho could not. However, Jericho was victorious. It was good. It was fun. It was cool. What was even cooler, Scott? was what happened next. We had the announcement uh, Fight for the Fallen, the second labor of Jericho. There's five of these fuckers. Yep. Next week, and this, when you texted me, <laughs> I saw Twitter at the same time. Yep. Especially after uh, season three of Dark Side of the Ring. I think he's about to blow up. We got an announcement that the second labor is going to be Nick Gage in a no disqualification match. It's going to be and insane. Especially <laughs> with him dropping the title to Matt. I don't know if this
1: is going to be a one-off. There's going to be light tubes. There's going to be blood. There's going to be ridiculous carnage in this ring. And I am completely here for it. And I cannot wait to see this. I've seen Nick Gage in live in action once. And that was before I even knew who he was. Because, obviously, I don't follow Deathmatch wrestling. So I had no idea it honestly really existed um it's the one match the one match i saw um there were staple guns to the head there were lightning you know lighting there was uh light bulb tubes you know a barbed wire um tables i'm just like holy shit this is the hardcore of the hardcore let's go <laughs> but then after watching like you said the dark side of the ring episode from him i was just like holy christ this kid this this kid this guy is, this is an animal holy shit and then everything going on with cardona him dropping the title now being the second labor of jericho i'm like oh my god however we'll talk about we probably should talk about this now jericho a little later in the show says that he's going to have a little help for his match next week with mr gage and he brings back the painmaker <laughs>
0: New Japan gimmicks coming back, guys.
1: And we all know, Sam Sam knows what I love. I know what Sam loves, and that's anything to do with New Japan Pro Wrestling.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. And keep in mind, something was brought up, and it kind of goes to something that's going to happen on Impact. But somewhere during the show, you happen to see uh, a member of Bullet Club, um, uh, Haku's youngest goes under the name Hakulo. hope I pronounce it Hakulio. The youngest son of Haku. And he's not really well known. I didn't realize he had another son who was in Bullet Club. I don't know how long he's been in Bullet Club for. Oh, well, he's is going to face Lance Archer for the title. But you don't bring him Spoiler to the show. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's alright. But what I'm what I'm getting at here is like you don't bring him to the show, and y- y- you know what we're gonna talk about this on impact. All right. Actually, yeah, no, I can I can say this, I can say this. You don't bring Jay White on, and not expect him to come solo. The leader of the Bullet Club has never come solo. It's true. And if but he's there on a mission. Yeah, we'll talk about that mission on impact. It's true. Following that, we had Frankie Kazarian taking on Doc Gallows. Wow, I don't think I've seen uh, – I'm, I'm I'm, so glad we're getting to see the Good Brothers. Um, right. In action, Doc Gallows defeating Frankie Kazarian. Somebody was like, yo, it's not fair that he's just jobbing out to this guy. You're not familiar who Doc Gallows is. He's not a nobody. Right. It's like he's not jobbing out. Gallows defeated Kazarian. Uh, following that, let me tell you, and I, I think I said this to you when I realized he was on the card – Wheeler Yuta, yes. That is AEW Dynamite debut. well, Fighter Fest Dynamite debut last week. This week he's a second. Ma- what he's yep. and don't this. I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way, but he's like a nobody compared to all the other people that could be on the card. They gave him two matches,
1: back to back matches. Weeks.
0: Yep. And he deserved those matches. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, I think he lost both of them. He did, but he put on a great A effort. He's going he, – there's something about that kid. I love this guy. Yeah, he, He's a future star. Um, There was some crazy confrontation going on outside the ring during this match, though. That is Insane. true. It got violent, you know, as Orange Cassidy and Sting just went at it. You know, Cassidy, you know, kick, 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 Sting, kick, kick, kick. I, I, right there, that's that's.
1: I'm surprised Sting's knees held up. Like those were massive kicks. It was terrible, and and, and of course Steve uh, Steve Sting after the after the fact just hyping himself up, just being like you know. Just going insane. It was the crowd. Oh my god, the crowd completely ate that up. And then Darby, Darby looking at, Dad, stop embarrassing me.
0: He almost get <laughs> he almost got rolled up. <laughs> it was incredible. It was it was it was good and. I would be curious to see like Cassidy and Sting at a pay-per-view. Oh my god. That, that's a match together. That's not a dynamite match. That's a pay-per-view match. Yeah. Cuz again, I will one of my favorite matches in AEW was Orange Cassidy's in-ring debut when he wrestled PAC, I oh believe Revolution, god. and the place went nuts for nothing. Yeah. The place went ape shit. Absolutely ape shit. And it, even though it was kind of a job A little bit. There was moments in that match. you just like. Even JR. Who was not sold on him. Whatsoever. Oh yeah. Holy shit. This kid can wrestle.
1: He did that. For a lot of people. That night. Because. People who are familiar. With him. They knew what he's about. They know he can go. When he needs to. But he's primarily. A comedy wrestler. Which is fine. It has its. It has its spot. In wrestling. Like everything else. But the fact that. He turned it on. The way he did. Versus. A competitor the the quality and the just the standing of Pac. and it's just like the way he, I, I still feel like that's probably one of my absolute favorite matches when it comes to crowd response because in the beginning they're all excited and they're like all right well we know you know Pac's gonna kill him and stuff like that and then all of a sudden it's like oh my god this is incredible like what like I didn't know he could do this and yeah, it was that, that was a special match. That was definitely a special match.
0: Yeah. It was. It's good. Oh man. That just I just totally remembered that moment. I'm like like that Cassidy Sting moment was that's the other thing too. He's a comedy wrestler, but it's just one of those things where it's like the act is serious. He's not being like he's not being goofy. Right. It's very dry. But speaking about what we finally got to see and hopefully uh, Britt Baker defeated and retained her title against Nyla Rose.
1: This was a rough match to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what was they, about it,
0: Scott? Talk to me.
1: <laughs> Nyla needs to be far away from this title for a very long time. And I don't say that as a shot against her. I say it as the crowd didn't want her to win at all. Like, not even... This wasn't, like, heel heat. This was go-away heat. This was not a good heat. Um, and I have a feeling this has been like this for a little while. Um, and it might be for reasons that are not wrestling-related, which is unfortunate. But... I don't know. They they did not gel well together at all. Um this match made them both look pretty bad. Um and we know that they can pull off better matches. So I don't know what the hell happened, but this was just ugly. <laughs> um I believe I quoted on Twitter. I said, "Well, quoting JR, this is bowling shoe ugly." Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was rough to watch. Um I haven't Yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen a, a match that bad in quite a while, but um yeah we'll just, we'll just, I'll, I'll just leave it at that
0: and we're not negative here, but
1: no I, I'm not I'm not trying to be negative. it's just it was rough the, yeah the, yeah
0: yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like we don't like to be, but sometimes when something's glaring you in the face, I'm just gonna point it at yo, pop that pimple, you know.
1: Got to call a spade a spade.
0: But speaking about other swerves that I didn't see fucking happening all night, Tony Schiavone, Schiavone, Andrade, and said, yo, I have somebody else, which maybe I missed something. Why he's not with Vicky anymore. Maybe there's some more deeper meaning to that that I missed. Well, no, Vicky's still technically with him.
1: But. This surprise is going to be with him more often.
0: Yeah, we got ooh, Chavo Guerrero. Ooh,
1: Chavo. <laughs> we, <Sorry.
0: laughs> I was super, super shocked. I loved
1: it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't see it coming either. Um, but for me, it immediately makes AEW even that more credible. Um, for those of you who have watched Chavo throughout the years um a you know wcw wwe lucha underground yep the whole thing it's just now in aew he was even on glow uh for those of you who
0: watched that he was Um, a producer on that too wasn't he sir yes he was um so i think he's more than just a wrestling asset at this point yeah i don't
1: think he's going to wrestle at all uh if he does it'll be sparingly but i believe he's pretty much going to be production uh, and yeah, either production or for now, probably Andrade's um, you know microphone, his his hype man, who knows? Um, but that's a huge that's a huge thing. And then to go on and try to recruit Penta and Ray Phoenix from Pac. I feel like the seeds have been planted and I feel like Pac is gonna get turned on. I feel it. I I seriously do. Like, when he was talking with them, I was like, they're trying to reform LWO, aren't they? They want the Latino World Order to come back. I don't think they're actually going to be able to do it because I believe WWE probably owns the rights to that now, but who knows? If they don't, holy shit, this could be great. It's also kind of funny because WWE has had such a hard time trying to capture the latin market and AEW just waltzing in and be like hey guess what we're gonna form an all latin co- uh, faction so suck it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's not over it's not it's over shit. we got so much more it's good shit good shit uh following out we had orange Cassidy taking on the blade uh with both their respective ladies in their corners great bout we to yes. see, again, Cassie at his best. We see Blade. We don't get to see them one-on-one too often.
1: It's true. Well, I mean, Butcher's out with injury right now, so that would make sense why Blade has been all by himself while with the bunny. Um, I did like the fact that they went out and they actually did a feud, like a one, you know, a singles feud for for the Blade. It was nice to see, because normally, at least, maybe I'm just, you know, ingrained with whatever WWE does Whenever a tag team partner goes out, if the other person's not already kind of a star, he disappears until his tag team partner comes back. So I'm glad that they did that with Blade. Um, It's also good for Cassidy because it keeps him, you know, on the card. So. I liked it. It was good stuff.
0: It was good. It was golden. Uh, Finally, our main event main event the Texas death match the rematch from the Tokyo Dome from I believe last year John moxley taking on Lance Archer in a uh, incredible uh, this this is the one thing I do I, uh, when they involve the death match I don't know if you've noticed this not that nothing anybody does in AW is great but I've noticed the death match even the exploding one the one with or maybe that was the unsanctioned match with Thunder Rosa and uh Britt Baker they become more of a heavy hitter powerhouse they don't they don't go crazy right they definitely get like that hard hitting like smacking you know upside that you know give you a concussion kind of like attitude and this this match delivered this oh yeah is incredible absolutely.
1: Yeah, I actually, I I didn't expect it, expect it to end the way it did either. No, I was a little surprised champion. by that. Well, I mean, I, I was the, whoever won didn't didn't matter, but the way the way he won was, I didn't expect Moxie. You know, obviously, gets choke slammed onto a uh, barbed wire table, but I didn't expect it to end just like that. I don't know. It felt like they could have gone another five, ten minutes probably. But because it was, oh, yeah, I know, but it's yeah, it's also really shocking to see Moxley drop it and now Archer on EW, right? And now Archer has to face um the Bullet Club member, probably, I think next week actually. So we get to see even more New Japan wrestling, Sam.
0: What is Fight for the Fallen look
1: next? Like? Oh, um. Yeah, so there's that match. There's
0: the second labor of Jericho. Fight for the Fall in 2021. Here we go. We got Chris Jericho taking on Nick Gage. Santana Ortiz taking on FTR. Yes, that's right. Oh my God. Press taking on the Hardy Family Office. The Elite and the Good Brothers taking on Hangman Page in the Dark Order. Yes, and if Hangman Page and the Dark Order win, Hangman gets
1: a AEW Heavyweight Championship match, and the Dark Order, I believe it's Stu Grayson and Evil Uno, will get themselves a AEW Tag Team Championship match. Yes. However, yeah. if the Elite win, then they get nothing.
0: Do you think there might be shenanigans from a certain club? Possibly. Maybe, depending. Uh, I don't know.
1: We'll there's, have to wait and see. Next week's going to be fun.
0: There's a lot going on on this. This is what I'm talking about. Like, This episode, so much happened, and I was just like, dude, what? what is going on? You got Nick Gage from GCW, Chavo signing. There's a New Japan title change. And then we got the rumors of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk.
1: Not to mention, uh, another rumor that I remembered when you were talking about that WWE apparently now is interested in bringing back Braun Strowman.
0: I saw that, which is interesting because they put merch back on the store for him. New merch. Yep. yep. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, I, I feel like he got done dirty anyways, beginning released after having his contract, you know, being one of the most expensive ones, um, at this point, I wouldn't have come back unless it was for more money because,
0: yeah. I, I would argue – because I like to argue, Scott. I would argue he was their monster wrestler, like their biggest big, – like he – like in terms of size. Um.
1: Yeah, uh, it's – Size-wise, yes. I think maybe only Omos and maybe Commander Aziz might be taller than Braun, but. He had the potential. The booking, see, that's the problem with Braun. Braun, you're right. You're exactly correct. He has all the potential in the world. He should have been like multi-time champion by now, Um, but they booked him in all the goofy shit. Uh, They essentially turned turned him into Big Show. Like, because that's what happened with Big Show. Through most of his career, he was with the goofy shit, and only once in a while he would, you know, have something serious. If he wasn't having a, you know, a heel or a face turn every other week, um, but with Braun, they misused him so much after his feud with Roman, which to me is still one of my favorite feuds of all time. Um, well, the one that got him over. It really was. I mean, literally, like he, the man flipped over an ambulance with Roman Reigns inside of it. He was so pushed close. Roman Reigns off of, uh, not a stage, but off a, off a clearing in the in the back of a building while he was strapped into a gurney. Like,
0: and then over you know the I mean, next it, like few months he just started tipping other things over we were getting to the point where it's like yo is he gonna tip the stadium over next like what's going on
1: yeah exactly what's braun gonna what will tip over next and you know and of course like one of my favorite things i still love this gift to this day it's one of my favorite ones is when braun's running around the ring and roman throws a gaming like a a plus chair at him and hits him square in the face no i'm sorry it was the other way Wait, who did it was it Braun that threw it at Roman? Yes, it was. I'm sorry, I completely mixed that up. It was Braun throwing it at Roman, hitting Roman square in the face, and Roman just kind of like dying in that moment. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I love that gift to this day. Incredible. It truly is.
0: incredible. But let's hop over. We had some stuff to talk about on Impact. Scott, why don't you kick us off here on this?
1: On the Impact train. So yes. Impact kicking things off. With Chris Bay. Taking on. Defeating Rohit Raju. I love these two in the ring together. It's just. It's so much fun. But the better part. Was. I believe it was during same anniversary. Where Rohit is in Chris Bay's locker room. Or dressing room. And they're talking about how. Or Raheet's pretty much blaming Chris Bay for him not winning. And as he goes to leave, Chris says, "Hey, you know, you forgot your shirt." Raheed's like, "This isn't my shirt." He throws back at him, "It's a Bullet Club shirt." As Chris Bay opens it up, he goes, "What? What? What's this doing here?" Well, we find out that Mister J White, Mister Switchblade, Switchblade, and your never open weight champion. Wants Chris
0: Bay to join the Bullet Club. Sam, how do we feel about that? He would fit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He would be perfect. Imagine. So now it makes me wonder, does the Bullet Club now extend an impact if he does that?
1: I would assume so. Maybe make Chris Bay the impact representative. Have maybe Chris also gain some other people, bring them into Bullet Club.
0: Or or maybe Chris Bay goes over to Japan.
1: That's also a possibility. I think that would be fantastic. Um I would be all about the Bay Club, because that's exactly what it would turn into. Or or Bullet Bay. <laughs> Either way.
0: Oh, oh I'm man imagine okay. Fantasy booking time. I love, oh, here we go. Let's go. Fantasy booking. So imagine somebody else gets done dirty. Another, you know, the head of the congregation, first congregational church of Bay Bay. And he had a return. Bay Bay versus Bay Club. Oh, boy. More, that's more of a, you know, that's more gimmicky and just the marketing sounds amazing. I don't know how the match would be. Match would be incredible. But sorry, I thought about that. Bay, That'd be amazing.
1: Bay Bay, yeah, the Bay Bay Club. Bay,
0: Bay. ooh, <laughs> it'd be a tag team,
1: right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be B E Y, B A Y Club, or because Adam Cole has to be first, it It'd be B A Y B E Y. Still the Bay Bay Club. <sighs> just, th- just, 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 just throwing it out there, Wrestling Gods, if you are listening, by I say. Wrestling gods, I mean... Moose. Moose. (laughs) Uh, After that... Shenanigans, running wild. Obviously, Don Callis not very happy that Jay White is here. Does not want Jay White anywhere near his champion. But we'll see what happens going forward with that. After that, Mickey James... Coming back out to the ring Essentially apologizes For what may have Been as Not the best timing On her front Um, Was out there with Good intentions, did not mean to step on Deanna's toes Invites Deanna out one more time Which Deanna Does come out Mickey once again asks her to be a part Of NWA Power or Empower, sorry. But Deanna, obviously a little hesitant, says that, you know, everybody needs me at this point for everything to work and for everything to to go off. Because obviously, as we all know, long may she reign, nobody, and I repeat, nobody can beat Deanna Peraza right now, and I'm all for it. This allows Gail Kim to come out, tells Diana that she was the one who invited Mickey James because she feels like this is a very, very big deal. And could be opening a lot of doors. And also, Mickey's making history here, being the first woman to produce an all-women's wrestling pay-per-view. And quite frankly, Gail was like do you really want to miss this? Do you want to miss out on on history? to thinks about it for a little bit. Says no, you're right. I'll come along. Lady shake hands and then off. You know, off they go.
0: I feel like you and I cannot miss that pay-per-view. I about know. The 73rd anniversary.
1: I know. It's gonna be good stuff. I'm very excited for it. After that. We had our second vignette. The first one we got during the anniversary. I instantly lost my mind, and I completely forgot about it when we were talking about anniversary before. But I remember it now. If you remember a certain person that helped invented or that helped invent Rusev Day, a drama king in his own right. Yes, he
0: did sign. How did I forget that one?
1: He I'm assuming unless they're completely inventing something else, but it looks like Aiden English will be making his way to the impact zone. Long live the drama King. I cannot wait. The man is very underrated in his wrestling way, uh, but he on the mic, mm-hmm. he could he could rival some of the best.
0: He's he's good. Uh, aside from the fact that he does sound like Kermit the Frog,
1: well, I'm. Um, but his singing voice, I mean, seriously, like if you listen yeah, to this yeah. man sing, like
0: the no, man can good. sing. No, no, no. When he sings, um, and his commentary, no, when he's when he's talking, he's he's pretty knowledgeable. Yeah. Uh, especially, uh, is he going to be part of the commentary team?
1: No, I believe he's come back as a wrestler. Interesting. Interesting. Yes, uh- I'm excited about that. I mean the the man definitely like I said, he's underrated. I always I always enjoyed his stuff, especially with when he was um, with Simon Gotch. Um I loved the Vaughn villains. I thought that was a fantastic the whole the whole shtick, everything they did, like when they were in NXT together, the whole black and white segments that they used to do. It's just it was it was great. I loved that old timey shit. I thought it was fantastic. And then him going on his own afterwards, kind of falling apart, and then joining Rusev and Rusev Day becoming the hottest thing in wrestling. And for some ungodly reason, Vince McMahon did not want to push that to the moon. I still don't understand why, but whatever. That is what it is. Rusev's done pretty good for himself since he went to AEW, becoming Miro, and just now being God's favorite champion. Mm -hmm. Now, now, we get to see what happens with Aiden and possibly what happens with Miss CJ Perry.
0: Yeah, her name gets dropped around
1: a lot recently. It's true. I love that Rusev kind of throws in his hot wife every once in a while in his promos. Some of my favorite. I just I love that that he just gets to talk and it's just. It's fantastic. Incredible. After that, we had ourselves some six-person tag match. We had Brian Myers, Tenille Dashwood, and Sam Beale taking on Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green, and Jake Something. With Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green, and Jake Something getting the win. And we also got a return of Taylor Wilde. Taylor actually causing Tenille to get distracted. And... Green ends up pinning Sam Beale uh, With the Pretier um, Prettier For the, for the win uh, We don't know where Taylor Wilde's been for the last couple of months um, They're kind of hinting that It had something to do with Tennille Which, okay, instant Feud, that's beautiful, I love it But obviously We'll see as the weeks go on After that We kind of had a little impromptu Street fight With Eddie Edwards and W. Morrissey um outside, literally in the parking lot. That was a fun little segment to see. Um for a while Morrissey just kind of steamrolled over Eddie until Eddie found his kendo sticks, which for him is like a power-up, and it's just yeah, caused Morrissey to run away. But I have a feeling obviously this is not over. But I I really can't see Morrissey. Taking an L anytime soon. He's just being built so, like such a great monster.
0: Yeah, especially with all the rage and the hate. Right? That he's booked with
1: going on. Exactly. Uh, we also find out about Impact's next pay per view. Um, it will be on July 31st, I believe. Was it the uh, Impact Plus? Plus one? Yep. It will be Homecoming. Uh, It's going to be crowning an impact king and queen doing mixed tag matches. So that should be interesting.
0: So Johnny Bravo and Rosemary, right?
1: Probably, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so um, I'm looking forward to that. That should be fun to watch. And let's see. Then we had Switchblade, of course. Jay White coming out to the ring. And obviously has some stuff to say about the Good Brothers. Um, this was probably one of my favorite segments on the whole show. Basically, talking about how the Good Brothers are kind of you know useless at this point. They've they've peaked long ago. And the Good Brothers feel that if it wasn't for them paving the road, that people like Jay White wouldn't be relevant at all. And I don't know what it is about that, but just that type of stuff just really, I really like that. Like, just the whole generation versus generation type of shit. And it's just, I don't know. I'm honestly waiting for an all-out war between the Bullet Club and the Elite. Which I don't know where it's going to happen. That's the thing. It could happen in New Japan. It could happen in Impact. It could
0: happen in AEW. It could happen in all three. Yeah, and that's the thing. So that's why I'm going to go back to AEW the night before. So we're looking at, you know, obviously the next contender. The next contender for the title, the U.S. title, is Haku's youngest. His other two sons are also Bullet Club members. Good old Tama Tonga and Tonga Lowa. And oh, if Jay yes. White is going to go sit there and shit talk. The good brothers, a tag team. And kind of throw shade at Kenny being like, yo, last time we fought, I won. There's no way we're going to have a six man tag match. You know where gorillas of destiny show up. There's oh no way God. that doesn't happen. Now we talk about the elite. The Good Brothers, I think, would, I would argue, arguably say that they, even though they were in Bullet Club before the three members, founding members of the Elite, I would even argue that they're probably more recent because they've always been Bullet Club members. True. They've been known as Bullet Club members, and now they're being included into the Elite. I would argue I don't know. Like, would it be a six man? Would it be, I don't know, a five man? I don't know. Cause you don't see the elite with the Good Brothers' name in it unless the Bucks are getting involved too. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack right now.
1: What a time to be a fan, Sam!
0: What a time. Keep in mind, it was also discussed by somebody else. Uh, oh my God. <sighs> <laughs> what if somebody comes and makes it rain? If Okada makes his way over to the States, I'm telling you. It's going to be insane. It's going to get nuts.
1: However, before we get to that, and even having Kenny involved, there was a little segment in the back where they were doing an interview with Mr. Josh Alexander. And Kenny walks up. Because Josh says that this is the impact main championship. Clearly Kenny didn't like that too much. So Kenny Omega versus Josh Alexander. Option C. Maybe. Who knows? All I know is that when I tweeted that out. We got a like from Mr. Josh Alexander for it. So thank you for that, sir. And, uh, yeah, I want that to happen because I think that would be an incredible match. And can you imagine Josh Alexander gets the win? You want to talk about blowing somebody up when it comes to
0: strapping a rocket to their back? I think I told you. My God. I think I told you that, like, Maybe a week or two ago, Josh Alexander feels like the face of impact right now. with Kenny even having the belt, Josh Alexander feels like the face of the company. I completely agree. If it's Alexander who takes that belt from him it
1: would be insane, and I would love it so much.
0: <sighs> we're gonna jeez, we're gonna have to talk fantasy booking very soon, Scott. yep. I agree. hundred percent.
1: So after that, we end up having some more tag team action. Ace, Fulton, uh, Ace, Ace, Fulton, Ace Austin, and Badman Fulton taking on Finn Juice. I'm glad that Finn Juice is back in Impact. Always fun to see them. Uh, with Finn Juice getting the win. And after that, we had a wonderful, wonderful segment in the back with Willie Mack and swan talking about how they're gonna take on Violet by design next week because you know obviously vile by design is a little upset they lost the tag team titles at Slamversary. not that they were involved with with the pin but just in the fact that they lost it and obviously not very happy and they blame swan and willie Mack for this well, Swan and Willie Mack said, fine, we'll come see you next week. Well, Vinyl by Design found you first. We had some uh, wide family vibes out of this segment, and I appreciated it a lot with the lights just in the whole screen, just like flickering, and every moment you'd see somebody from Vinyl by Design beating the ever living snot out of <laughs> Rich Swan and Willie Mack. And you just see like the camera kind of pan to Eric Young. And he's just sitting there with this shit-eating grin. And it's just... Because we have to remember, Sam, the best segments don't belong to them.
0: Belong to us. Belong to us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So... For me, that's already one of my favorite matches to watch for next week.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Totally worth looking forward to.
1: Speaking of matches looking forward to next week, we end up getting our rematch from Slamversary. Chris Saban, once again, will be taking on Moose. Moose. (laughs) And then I believe our main event of the night, yes, it was, was a rematch also from Slamversary. Was your new Knockouts Tag Team Champions, Decay, Havoc, and rosemary taking on fire and flavor <laughs> um i as much as i want to hate fire and flavor i can't because they're awesome in the ring but they play such great heels
0: incredible uh,
1: work the, yeah they're fantastic um the
0: shit talking that those two do is just it's it's outstanding um good i was gonna say it also sounds like they're gonna start separating them again so they can go do singles runs I hope not, but it wouldn't surprise me. Both of
1: them, I think, could do really well um, in the singles division as well. Uh, but hopefully hopefully not anytime soon. Um, I also don't know who would be the face out of this. Maybe Kara, since she's been a face before, but I don't know. But Decay does retain in a very entertaining match. So that's how it went. It was nice to see all of Decay. Of course, every time I get to hear the theme song, I'm just very happy. And um, another good episode of Impact. I would
0: almost argue that I think I like. I think Impact might be the show I have the themes I like the most.
1: Yeah, they really have some good themes. I no, agree. Sa-
0: Sammy I agree. Callahan's Moose. Yep. Have yeah, you know, sorry Decay. Even fire and fire is pretty good. I like mm-hmm. those a lot too. All well, very unique too. You know who's coming out when?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of like who who's this and yeah,
0: but yeah, very very good and enter, good entertaining week of wrestling. And like I said, with September coming around, we are looking at potentially uh, we're on a we're on traction that's not going. It's not stopping. It's just going to keep going. And Scott and I, we are in the front of it. And we got stuff coming up, guys. Don't forget, August 1st is our 100th episode. It will be dropping. It will not cover the weekly shows. Just to be clear, we're going to have some special fun content we don't ever get to talk about because we want to give you guys all the up-to-date shit that's going on. Yeah, you know, we sacrifice our rambling. That's a lie. <laughs> We don't sacrifice that at all. We don't stop talking. But August 1st, guys, you're going to really want to listen to episode 100. We have something special in store for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Also, Fight for the Fallen this week. Looking forward to that. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. It's a rumor, but is it? We don't think so anymore, guys. When. Above the ring, Bedlam Media starts talking about rumors, which we don't like talking about. It's a giant fucking cheese wheel going down the hill, and it's not going to stop. Probably a snowball would have been better because the snowball ball gets bigger. The cheese wheel don't get bigger. Cheese wheel makes <laughs> hungry. I am craving something. I want a popsicle. Hey. But anyways, guys... If you don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter at Media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. You can find myself as Sam, the SLB official, and Scott as Scotty J stream on Twitter as well. We are on all streaming platforms. If there's one you cannot find us on, please let us know. We will get ourselves on there so your little ear drums can hear our wonderful voices traveling through the neural pathways that go down your spine and allow you to walk and feel. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> And guys, on your streaming platform, please remember to like, share, subscribe, leave a review, tell people (laughs) i Guys, please tell, tell your friends, tell everyone why Bedlam Media is the podcast of your choosing and why they should choose to listen to us as well. It's wild. It's Monday. It's early in the week. It's late at night for us. We've been above the ring. As always, do not forget to join the Bedlam.